What up, guys? Welcome back to the Nimble Agent Podcast, the pod all about helping realtors modernize their marketing strategies through social media marketing. Join our host, Kara McMaster, Chief Digital Strategist and CEO of McMaster Digital, as she dives deep into how to become a social media beast. Welcome to the Nimble Agent Podcast. Today, I have one of our star clients, Christian Mortuzo. This man has over 100,000 followers between TikTok and Instagram. He has also closed over half a million dollars in gross commissions this year alone, all from his TikTok account. Everyone, welcome to the Nimble Agent Podcast, Christian Mortuzo. Thank you for having me. Excited to be on here. We're so excited to have you on here. When we created this podcast, you were actually one of the very first guests. Even before we started working together, I said, we have to have this man on the podcast because, <laughs> you know, I've seen, I've seen your talks on stage. I know what you've done for the real estate community when it comes to showing them how to show up. But more importantly, like you are the proof in the pudding about what you can do with your business when you really focus on social media. So we really appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, excited to be here and excited to hopefully give some value and uh, show some show some different techniques and uh, information to all these new, all these agents watching on here. Yeah. So you're in the GTA, you're in the Toronto market. Now tell me why TikTok? Like you obviously saw an opportunity. You, you, you still see one that other agents. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> what, what was it about TikTok for you? So, you, you know what, before, on? before I got on to TikTok, I actually, like I did, I did use other platforms like Instagram and Facebook. And I was posting some videos here and there on these other platforms before I got on a TikTok, but Really, when TikTok, um, I can't remember who it was that suggested, hey, Christian, you should try TikTok. So I just thought like it was completely for fun at first, right? I was like, okay, I'm just going to make a silly video and put it on like TikTok, right? So I'm, I'm used to, you know, you post a video on Instagram, you post a video on Facebook, you get maybe like a couple hundred views or if you're lucky, maybe even less than that. Um, but I, I, uh, I decided to, to just post a video on TikTok and just, I'm like, okay, let's just see what happens, right? So I made one ended up getting like thousands and thousands. It was just a silly video. I can't even remember what it was. I think it was like making dinner or some, I don't know. So it was some, some like random video that didn't even have anything to do with real estate, but it got thousands of views. And I was like, hold on a second here. Like, that's a lot of views. Like, and then I started, I started, um, I started thinking to myself, I was like, Hey, like there's something here. And so my next video, I'm like, okay, let me make like a real estate video. Like, let me make like a cool video where I give some real estate value or some, whatever the case is. Right. And that ended up getting like tens of thousands of views. So I was like, Holy, like there's something going, there's something on this platform that's, that's happening. That's not happening in, on other platforms. Right. So long story short, that's kind of how I got on the platform as I just started playing with it or a little bit and figuring out what was working and, and getting, it started getting a lot of views and a lot of traction. I just took it from there and ran with it essentially. Yeah. I think, I think it was like an iPhone video. If I yeah. There was an iPhone. Something. Yeah. There was an iPhone, but that one actually got a crazy amount of views. Like that, I think that was my second video and it got like, Oh, I think it's at over 2 million. It's like two point something million views, which is absolutely absurd. So that, that was probably like the second or third video I ever posted. And ever since, yeah, ever since posting that, I was like, wow, there's, there's definitely something here, something more here than what meets the eye. So that's what really kind of got me on the platform and, and really made me want to pursue it more. So is, is TikTok your main lead generation source? 
Uh, so I wouldn't say it's my main, I would say between TikTok and Instagram, both of them are great sources. A lot of people end up finding me on TikTok, then they follow me on Instagram. So of, of course I do get leads directly on TikTok as well, but I also get people who find me on TikTok because it gets so many views, decide to follow me on Instagram. And then once they follow me on Instagram, start watching my stories, start watching some of the other stuff that I'm doing on that platform as well. Then they reach out to me and they say, Hey, I found you on TikTok. I saw your stuff you're doing. I really like what you're doing. You know, can you help me buy this house, sell this house? I'm interested in this pre-construction that project that you're selling right now, whatever the case is, right? They, I find if, if they don't reach out to me directly on TikTok, they'll start following me on Instagram and then they'll kind of, you know, warm up to me and start and start kind of reaching out for stuff on, on that platform as well. Very cool. So they're cross cross promoting between the two platforms, really Definitely. watching everything, kind of watching your every move. How like approximately what would you say? Like how many leads in a say a month would you typically get? Oh, it, it can. I mean, it can vary a lot depending on like what kind of video you post and and how many views and you know if you post something that goes viral that month. Like some like there's some months where if I post something that goes like absolutely viral and it's getting hundreds of thousands or even like million plus views, like you can be getting like like hundreds, like literally hundred leads could come in. And it's just, it's almost like overwhelming because you've got, I've got so many, there's times when there's so many leads coming in that like, I, I just, I, I don't actually have the time to like work with all these leads. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I almost hope that people stop messaging me because I have so many people met, like it's too much, it's out of control, right? So that's how crazy it can get is it, it can literally get wild and out of control sometimes. And it's made me have to scale up my business a little bit to the point where I've hired an admin, I've hired, you know, uh, agents that work underneath me, or I have a buyer's agent that works underneath me now, just to kind of handle some of this stuff that because there's so much coming in that it's, it, it'll literally take up your entire life to try to reply and actually keep up with how much stuff can come in when you start posting some like successful videos, especially like back to back. Right. I can just imagine all the realtors listening right now, rolling their eyes at you thinking, Oh, poor me. So many leads <laughs> in the door. <laughs> it's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem. So yeah, it, it, it but it's a good problem to have. You're right about that. <laughs> so Talk, talk to the audience about leads because I think a lot of the times uh, realtors often think a lead is a name, email, and phone number. What? How do these leads come in? How do you work those leads? Well, a lot of the leads will like directly message me. They'll either come in on the comments. They'll come in a lot in my DMs. Like think about it. If somebody's taken the time to actually direct message, like those are the highest quality leads. If you get somebody in, in the in your DMs, right? Because if they've taken the time to actually go to your DMs, um, put the message in and message you, then you're not forcing them or you're not, you, you know, it's not like a, a lead gen um, campaign that you're running on Facebook or Google where you're forcing them to, oh, you want to look at this house? Give me your email and phone number. That's a totally different type of lead, right? You're forcing them to divulge their information in exchange. You can look at this house that you've dangled in front of them online, right? So this is a totally different type of lead. This is a much warmer type of lead. They're reaching out to you because they've seen what you're doing. They already you know, they already kind of know you and like you, they, they feel like they kind of know you a little bit already and they like you and trust you enough that they're going to reach out to you. So it's already a pretty like warmed up lead once it actually gets to you. And then from there on in, it's just a matter of, you know, 
working with them and helping them, you know, find out what they need and all those sorts of things before you can actually close them. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a much higher t- quality type of lead. If you get a hundred emails and phone numbers off of Google or Facebook, I mean, those are all people that do not know who the heck you are. And they're probably bothered that you're going to call them, right? If I get a hundred leads in my DMS, then those are all people that they want to talk to me. They've reached out. Like I haven't forced them to talk to me. They're choosing to talk to me. And a lot of times these leads, like, because they see what I'm doing online and they see all the different, uh, the, the different type of work that I'm doing and they like me, they watch, they've watched all my videos and all my content. A lot of times, like they're not even, they're not even comparing me to any other realtors. They're not even like, Oh, well, I'm cross shopping you with this person who's offering this price. And what are you offering for this? Like a a lot of them just reach out to me and they, they just want to work with me and that's it. They've already made their mind up. So it's, it's a totally different type of lead than what you're going to get off of those other platforms. And that's why I've, I've, I actually used to do like the Facebook and Google leads. I've completely like turned that stuff off because it's just, I don't enjoy working with those kind of leads. This is so much better. Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned that because we've had those similar conversations with potential clients and existing clients. In fact, I was talking to a longtime client of ours yesterday who has done a lot of lead gen in the past. And, you know, we had, we were moving quite strong on the need for short form video, but why, why do you think that is? Why do you think that they specifically want to work with you? What is it about the content that you're putting out? What is it about TikTok? Why, why do they have to work with you? Well, because after they've consumed a certain amount of my content and they've seen, you know, wh- who I am and what I do, or maybe I've spoken on a topic or a, or a variety of topics that kind of hit home with them or that they, they enjoy consuming, um, they already feel like they have some level of trust in me because they're like, okay, like I see who this guy is. Like, I see what he's talking about. Like, I try, I feel like I can trust this guy to kind of help me and answer my questions. They already feel like they like me to some extent because they've watched all the video They've kind of, you know, video is such a great, I I always say, other than meeting someone in face person to person, video is the second best thing. An email, a phone call, a text message, you know, all those things are not as, you know, you're, you're getting rid of so many of the things that video does, right? For instance, a phone call, all they're hearing is your voice, a text message or an email. All they're seeing is the words that you type. But when you see somebody on video, they're seeing your face, your voice, how you talk, you know, what you talk about, like, it's literally the closest thing you can get to having an in-person conversation with somebody, right? So by the time they've consumed enough content of, um, of, of what I put out and, you know, they've seen my face, they've heard my voice and they've he- heard the things I talk about enough times, then they already feel like they somewhat know me by just by watching all these videos, right? And so by the time they actually feel like, oh, like they're ready to buy a house or sell a house or whatever the case is, I'm, you know, they've already made the decision that, Hey, this is the guy I like. Like, I like what this guy talks about. I like how this guy looks and presents online and what he puts out there. So by the time it comes, by the time that need arises that they want to buy or sell a house, they've already kind of made up in their mind that, Hey, I want to go, I want to use this guy on TikTok or this guy on Instagram. That's been putting this content out there that I've been consuming. And I feel like I have like some level of, you know, relationship or trust in this guy. Right. So that's why, um, that's why I really just don't think you can lose with putting good content out there. If your content's good, you just, you just, you can't lose. Like you're always going to be finding somebody who enjoys what you're putting out there and they're going to appreciate it. And they're going to reach out to you when, when they're ready to uh, make that move or buy or sell. Right. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love to show off your account to really show what you can do with TikTok. And a lot of times I'll get an agent and they'll say, but I'm not young like Christian. I'm not as good looking as Christian. How much of that is really, really an important factor, whether you can get business from platforms like TikTok and Instagram? You don't have like, look, there's people who are I, I don't, I don't want to say what's older or what's younger, but there are people, other realtors, other people I've seen on these platforms that are absolutely killing it that are much older than I am. So at the end of the day, I mean, d- does looks does age play some factor? I mean, yes, maybe I'm going to attract more people who are maybe my own age, or maybe that are, you know, s- similar interests or similar age group uh, t- to myself. But that definitely doesn't mean that because you're older or less good look or whatever the case is that you're not going to find clients on there. You're just going to find clients that, you know, that, that, that can, will vibe with you and will feel more comfortable with you. Right. So some, maybe some older clients that are not, maybe not in my age group might actually prefer working with you than they would with me. Right. So at the end of the day, I think it all really comes down to, I've seen so much content online and I've kind of really looked at what does, what does well and what doesn't, doesn't do well. You can have the most polished looking content, the greatest looking person, whatever the case is, and not get a lot of, or, or complete opposite. You could have just like on a webcam like this and, and, um, and, you know, really like lower production quality and get great, you know, traction and clients off of it. It's just, it comes down to how good is your content? If your content's good, you're going to attract clients. If your content's not good, it doesn't matter how much you try to polish it up. If you're not saying the right things, if you're not putting good content out there, it's not going to get traction. So don't worry about, you know, I'm older, I'm younger, whatever the case is. If you're putting good content out there that, you know, hits your demographic or a niche that wants to work with you, it's going to find that demographic. They're going to follow you and they're going to want to work with you. Yeah. Solid sage advice there. And so some of the similar, uh, you know, when we talk to prospective clients out there uh, telling them the same things, I know we share a common interest in Glenda Baker. And for those who are listening, definitely go and look her up because you know, she's not in her twenties. She's no spring. Chicken. Exactly. And she's not dancing. She's not singing. She's just telling really, really great stories about her life as a realtor and different stories and showcasing her as in that authority. So I think it's a great, great example. example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great so example. An- another thing that I see that happens often on TikTok is that, you know, they will grow these huge followings of people and these large audiences, but they have trouble monetizing that audience. You obviously know how to get leads in the door, but talk to me about your process of taking that lead offline. Are you calling them? Are you booking an in-person appointment? Like how have you been able to monetize this so well? So honestly, because I've had like, because I have so many leads coming in and I know that like my process is probably not good because like, I, I just have an abundance of leads. Like I'm only working with, I, I actually only work with the ones that are like most serious and like, they're like coming to me that, Hey, I want to work with you. Come show me this house. Like I want, you know, come take a look at my house. I want you to sell it. Like, because I have so such an, <laughs> such an abundance, I guess, of, of leads or clients that I'm, that I'm working with or coming in. I, I'm literally like, I literally just kind of cherry pick the really good ones that are like, you know, they're, they're ready to buy or sell right now. Anyone who's like messaging me and they're, you know, they're not like, you know, they're, Oh, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like I, I honestly don't even have time to really book appointments or go to see people that don't really have that like intention that they're ready to kind of do something right now. Cause I have so many people that are messaging me that are like, they want something now they want to buy now. They want to look at the house. They want, you know, they want to buy a pre-construction unit off of me that they want it now that I, I just, I just have to pray. And this is why I need 
like, you know, more people because I need to be passing off a lot of these leads that I'm getting that, uh, that I don't necessarily have time for. But at this point in time, I'm pretty much just cherry picking, like the really good ones that are ready to go right now. And the rest of them, I'm kind of giving off to my buyer agent, or, you know, I probably even need a buyer agent to kind of work with a lot of them, but that's kind of like, I know it's not a great process, but just because I've had so many, I just prioritize the really good ones and the rest kind of like sometimes fall through the, I'm sure lots have fallen through the cracks for me. Yeah, but probably, (laughs) 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 but again, so many realtors are probably just in there shaking their heads, but this is, this is the, the, the same idea that I'm always trying to build for the real estate, you know, uh, population is that you want to build these channels in which we can pull a lever and a certain amount of leads are going to come out of there. And it was really interesting. I was watching, um, one of Levi's courses. I know, you know, Levi, the the king of YouTube when it comes to real estate. And he said that every, he calculated once that he divided the amount of videos that he had put out by his commission and he calculated that every single time that he put out a video he made six thousand dollars have you have you ever done that yourself i have not done that calculate you know i actually you know what i did a rough calculation like i i this was a while ago and i think i came out to like some similar type of number to to that as well like it was it wasn't vastly different than that from what i remember yeah, so a little motivation though to make sure that you're consistently staying on top of content and putting it out. Because just as we, you know, started talking at the beginning of this podcast, you were saying it's kind of like having like a full time job, right? You're putting out it social is. media. You got to yeah, be a realtor, be. but you got to remember that this is a, a you know a big driver of your business. Because how long have you been a realtor for? About five years. Five years. So yeah. again, and we announced at the beginning of this that you've made over half a million dollars in GCI this year. I mean, how many realtors do we know that five years in the business are are making that kind of coin? In half a year, not even the whole year. <laughs> half a year. Thank you. Thank you for the correction. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens at the end of this year. Yeah, no, I think that, you know what, unfortunately, I think the market's uh, taken a little bit of a change with these interest rate things. But hey, look, even with like, that's why I say you got to keep putting this content out because it almost sort of recession proofs your business. Have I been a little bit slower in the past few months since the rates have gone up? Yes. But has my business dried up? Absolutely not. I'm still getting leads. I've still got stuff going on. I've still got business uh, happening even during the slow periods like this. And that's why I think that uh, creating a brand and creating this content is so great. It's because, you know, you're going to have, I'm just like any other real estate agent. I'm going to have, you know, hotter and colder months and, you know, months where I make a hundred K and months where I make half of that or a quarter of that. Like it's, it's going to happen just like, just like anybody else. Right. That's just the way the market works. That's, that's the way real estate is. But if you have a good business, if you have a good following and you've built up a, you know, made a good brand, it almost somewhat recession proofs your business because even in the slower times, your business is not going to dry up. You keep putting that good content out there. Hey, yeah, you might sell like three houses instead of six, but Hey, it's a lot better than all the other agents around you selling zero. Right. So that's why I think it's so important to do this. Yeah. Brand is crazy important. I mean, especially for your market. Cause I think last time I checked, there was like 65,000 agents. Yeah. It's like 60 in, some odd thousand, GTA, yeah. which is crazy. Cause there's certainly not money is in, and finding ways to reinvest back into our business. And you play, you pay platforms like Facebook for leads or Zillow for leads. The minute you stop paying them, there's no more leads coming in. That's the it. The leads stop coming. And plus here's the thing, the thing, 
also is even when you're paying these platforms for leads, like you're paying Facebook, Zillow, Google, whatever the case is for leads. Yes, you're buying leads, but you are doing absolutely nothing to actually build your brand. You still have zero brand. That's so true. So true. I mean, you know, sell it like Sir Hunt. I think he's with the king, the king of, of branding when it comes to, to real estate. I've definitely learned a lot from him and I'm sure, you know, a lot of the community has as well. I, I want to understand a little bit of your creative process because one of the reasons that I wanted to work with you so badly when we started working together was you're, you're not the typical realtor out there who's, you know, posting market updates that no. you have some really, really engaging, interesting content. Talk to me about like your creative process. What are you, what kind of messaging are you trying to put out there? What, what does that look like? Uh, so yeah, I always try to put stuff out there that's like unique. And the, like the way that I've always thought about it in my head is I've got to put stuff out there that gives people a reason to follow me. If I'm just putting the same stuff out there as everyone else is putting out there, all the other re real estate agents, oh, new listing, uh, market update, new listing, uh, you know, three first time home buyer tips, like every real estate agent is putting that type of content out there. So the the way that I like the way that I try to like think about it when I put content out is I, I try to think of topics, ideas, ways of putting that type of ways of uh, displaying the content that other people are not doing so that I stand. So first of all, that I stand out. And second of all, when I stand out, people say, hey, I've got to follow this guy because he's putting out stuff that no one else is really putting out, right? So I think that's really been my strategy. And that's what I always keep in the back of my mind when I'm creating content and, and thinking of topics to create content on is I'm always thinking about how can I put something out there that's either not already out there, not said in the way that I'm saying it, or maybe a story that is doesn't exist. Like I, I always try to put something out there that's unique and valuable to the audience that they're not going to find elsewhere. And that's why they have to follow me. So that's basically my mindset whenever I create a, a topic or idea to, you know, to put out. Yeah. So it's so true. Cause I mean, the amount of times that I've seen first time home buyer guides out there, <laughs> I, they're I everywhere. Like, every time. Yeah. I mean, sure. You, you post a piece of content like that. Maybe you'll get like a couple people in your sphere of, uh, from like your sphere, who's already following you the, to kind of be like, Oh, okay. Like a first time home buyer thing. Like if they're like really a first time home buyer, who's like really ready to go. But like, generally people are not going to find that like really that interesting because you can find that information everywhere. Right. So that's really my, that's really in the back of my head. Every time I create content is how can I create something valuable, unique, and something that's not like, Oh, I can just go on Google and find this information. Because if that's the case, then you're not putting out anything that's, you know, you're not putting out anything unique. You're just the same as everybody else. And so with your creative process, you know, when we've worked together in the past, we've done things where we batch a whole bunch of content. We go into a studio and we have you sit down and have conversations. But what about like your kind of day to day, week to week? Are you setting aside a certain amount of time on like a Monday? Are you just kind of here's the here's the trend that Kara just gave me and I'm just going to wing it? What, what does that look like? I'm, I'm literally kind of just like always think like my mind is just kind of always thinking of like different ideas. Right. Like I don't I don't necessarily have like a time set aside because like sometimes like I just don't have it. Like I just like I my mind is just not working and I just don't I'm not I have nothing up there like in terms of ideas. And then sometimes I'll just like the juices will be flowing. And I'll just have some great ideas. Right. So I don't really have like necessarily a time that I set aside. But 
and I also try to, I also find that like when I, this is just me, like this, this, this just myself, like this could be different for everybody, but I also find when I'm trying to like force it, ideas don't come to me. Like if I, if I'm like, oh, I got to think of like three ideas right now. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to think of three good ideas. Whereas when the right time comes, like I'll just, those ideas are just going to start popping into my head. So that's why I recommend for people whenever you're out and about, like if you're doing, it doesn't matter if it's like during a showing, if it's at night, when you're like, before you're going to bed, whenever you have a good idea pop into your head, just write it down. That's kind of like what my, that's kind of what my, um, what my tactic or what my, uh, what my, uh, strategy has been is like, whenever a good, good idea pops in my head, write it down. And then like, you're not going to forget it, right? Maybe the next day you're going to come back to it. Maybe you'll think of a couple more ideas that kind of spin off of that original one. But whenever I have a good idea or when I have, whenever I have something I want to put out, I'll, I'll literally write it down. That's, that's basically my process. Yeah. Just keep, keep it simple. One of, one of the other ways that I really love is like, if there's a trend that I see and I'm scrolling on TikTok and I think of an idea to do with that trend, what often I like to do is just with my phone, I just record with the sound right there. And I just tell the phone what I want to do with that trend. And I just save it in my drafts. Yeah, it's exactly like, and those are things that like, I almost feel like if you schedule a time where you're like, Oh, I got to find like five things like this hour, like your sometimes your brain, like, I don't know, my brain just doesn't really work that way sometimes. Right. Like it, it could be, it could be anywhere. You might be out on like the subway or the bus, or you're sitting in a car and all of a sudden, like, you know, you're scrolling and some ideas come to you. Like that's how, that's a lot of times how it's going to come to you. So I just always recommend like, whether you, you know, you're like Kara and you, you know, you see a trend and you, you know, make a voice note, whether you write it down or save that sound, save that video. And then you've, you've got it there. You can come back to it when you have some time to film it. Like just, always be on the lookout and thinking. And when, when the ideas come to you, like some, some way, shape or form, write it down, make a voice note, whatever the case is. And when you have time to film it, like maybe you have time to film it tomorrow, you can go back to it and you can film it tomorrow. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now I want to hear a little bit about what has it been like to work with our team? Cause you came to us when already you had quite a bit of a following, obviously you were already successful at what you did, but you said yes to working with us. Like why, why did you take on an outside team to help you with this? And what has that been like? So eventually, like, I think that everyone who's successful on social media is going to get to this point eventually where you just, you can't do everything yourself. You have to scale up. You have to, uh, you know, you have to get people working on your account or people doing things to kind of help you grow because, you know, at, at some point in time, if you're doing very well at this, you're not going to have like, you know, eight, 10 hours a day to focus on social media. Like you're going to have lots of clients and you're going to be busy selling houses. And that's actually what happened to me is I, I blew up and I, I got so busy that I didn't have that much time to dedicate to social media before. And it was really stressing me out because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my bread and butter. Like I was doing so well at it, but I've got like 10 clients on the go. They all want to buy houses right now. Like I'm making so much, I'm, I'm literally making so much money do like selling houses. But at the same time, my social media is suffering or, or lacking because I've got so much on the go, right? Which, which is a good problem to have because it shows that it works. Like it shows that, hey, I did the work. It's blown me up. Like it's paid off. And now I've got tons of people and tons of clients who want to work with me. Like people are literally like, I'm not chasing them. Like they're literally chasing me down to work with them. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm not even really doing any follow-up with them. Like they're just like Christian, Christian, I need this. I need that. I want to buy this. It's like, Oh my gosh, like this is crazy. So eventually I, I, yeah, that's kind of the point that I hit this year is I blew up so much last year that this year 
that's how I did half a mil, like kind of by myself in the first few months, in the first six months of this year is because I had so many buyers and sellers coming to me. And it, and as a result of that, like my social media, like it slowed down because I just didn't have the capacity to be doing that many real estate transactions and also keeping on top of my social media. So that's kind of the point that I got, I, I, I got to, and, and, uh, and when Karen, and I kind of talked about it, um, yeah, like it's been, it's been great working with her team because she takes a lot off my shoulders that I just don't really have time to do anymore. Right. Like if you're really successful, if you've scaled up your real estate business, you're not going to have like, a, it, it's, it's the best way I can describe it. And I've said this to Kara before is like, it almost feels sometimes like I have two full-time jobs. Like I've got the full-time job of being a content creator, being an online personality and putting out this content and the full-time job, like the, definitely a very full-time job of being a real estate agent, selling hundreds of thousands of dollars, like in real estate every, you know, every six months, it seems like. So those are two huge tasks that, you know, you can't do all of that on your own. And if you try, you're just going to end up like me working like 12 or 14 hours a day and like still just never being able to catch up on everything. So since I've been working with Kara's team, uh, like the team has been great in terms of, as I said, taking a lot off my shoulders, bringing the content ideas to me, you know, helping me with my strategy, you know, um, bringing some auto autonomy to the posting and to some of the tasks that I just don't have as much time to do. So it's, it's, it's really important once you reach a certain point, like you're just, you're not going to be able to do everything yourself. And uh, even, I mean, even before that point, like having a, having a team like Kara's is, is, is going to be great for you because she's going to help you come up with the strategy and all the content and all the posting ideas. Maybe if you're not a huge agent, if you haven't done a ton of stuff on TikTok or um, Instagram or whatever the case is before, if you need help getting to that point, then, you know, it's going to be instrumental having somebody or having a team behind you. That's going to help you get to that point. Um, I mean, thankfully, as Kara said, I was, I was already a pretty big age. I was already pretty big on those platforms before I came to her. So I, I kind of already had a lot of, um, you know, followers and things like that beforehand, but, um, you know, not, a, that's not going to be the case with everyone that you're going to be able to do it all yourself, like from scratch, having somebody like, uh, you know, having a team like Harris is going to help you get there faster. Right. Yeah. It's, it's about scale, right. When we start to reinvest back into the business and find other ways to really utilize our time effectively. And that's kind of the thing, you know, when we first started talking, I was like, Christian, we need to get you selling more houses, not worrying so much all the time. I know. And that's, that's, that's what job. it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, you get, I'd get so busy selling houses that all of a sudden my social media would like kind of suffer because I'm, I'm so busy making money at that, that I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I don't have like my creative juices are like run out. Like I've been working 12 hours. I sold like three houses today. Like this is crazy. But then, you know, obviously the social media or then the social media is doing really well. And it's like, oh my gosh, I got all these clients and I don't have time to keep up with them. My services, you know, my service levels are falling, falling, falling because I'm spending so much time doing and I'm doing great on social media, but not great with clients because so much is slipping through the cracks because I got so much going on online. And so it's really hard to find. Like that's been my biggest challenge is, now that I'm now that I've achieved success on on some of these platforms is finding the balance of being a realtor and being a content creator and being online. Right. So that's that's it's still an ongoing process that I'm still working on, but I'm getting closer. 
Well, I think like that's the key to life. It's not about being balanced. I think it's about balancing and understand that like, you know, we're going to go through these, these changes. Now I want to hear a little bit more about your course. Cause I love the fact that you have put together, you're putting currently putting together a TikTok course to teach other realtors how to do this. Cause not every realtor out there can afford our services, obviously, but we want to see more realtors really utilizing this. What, you know, what is your course all about? How does it help people? Tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah. So basically what I wanted to do is I really wanted to break down like what I initially Initially did and some of the things like some of the tactics and some of the strategies that I used in order to really grow, like really kind of grow, as I said, from from zero followers all the way up to kind of where I'm at right now on TikTok. So I've literally kind of put a post uh, or a, co a course together, I should say, that kind of encompasses like, you know, how do you find ideas? You know, where do you get like, what do you do with leads? Like, how do you film videos? Like, what kind of a setup do you use? Like um, all these things that literally go on from, you know, even even posting videos, like how do you post? Like, what do you post? Like what kind of hashtags you use? What kind of captions you use? What kind of covers to use? How do you create a profile that welcomes leads and makes these leads want to reach out to you? You know, how do you link all your profiles together to get, to get, to get you, to get them to follow you around in other places. Right. So it literally it's, it's really meant for an agent who is not necessarily starting from zero. You could be starting from zero or you could, you know, you've already been on the platform and you really want to scale up to the next level. It's really meant for, you know, to take, to take any of those types of people from where they're at in order to kind of scale them up and show them what I did to, you know, scale myself up. It gives you kind of ideas for hooks, ideas for content, ideas, how to find more ideas for content. So it really encompasses all these things too. Um, and I, I really don't hold anything back. Like I, I really show all the things, all the DMs that I got, all the proof, all the everything that kind of I got and, and how it all looked for me when I scaled up my uh, when I scaled up my TikTok page. So I don't hold anything back like it's 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 going to either help you blow up your already kind of, you know, halfway blown up uh, TikTok account or if you don't even have a TikTok account, it's still going to take you from zero and show you kind of how I did what I did. Right. So great for those types of people. So, so clear to say that there's still a huge opportunity to grow and build these audiences on these platforms. There's still a massive opportunity. Like if you look at how many monthly active users TikTok has, I think TikTok just crossed 1 billion monthly active users, which is mm -hmm. like, like, listen, we've got over a billion monthly active people on that platform. There is still, yes. I mean, there's more people on it creating content now but there's still so much room to create more content. And let me ask, let me ask you guys this question. So how, like when you're on TikTok, how many videos do you scroll through? You might spend like a few, you might spend half an hour, 20 minutes and you scroll through like a hundred videos. So you've just watched a hundred videos, right? But how many videos have you put out there in a day? Zero, maybe one, if it's a good day. So that just shows you've just consumed a hundred videos, but you've put out zero or one. To me, that just shows the massive amount of opportunities there are to be a content creator and to be one of those people putting out more videos because you ask around your friends, or your family, how many of you watch compared to how many you've put out? I bet you the ratio is probably very similar, like either zero to one or like a hundred to one in terms of watch to create it, right? So that just shows to me anyways, that there's still an incredible amount of opportunity for creators because the general population is still watching way more videos than they're putting out, 
which is, you know, which just shows that you can be one of those people making videos and you'll still probably find pretty easily find an audience for them. Yeah, we're still in that golden era of everybody wishing that they had really paid attention to when Facebook first came out or when Instagram first came out or when email marketing became a thing. Everybody wishes that they are at the very beginning of that when it was so easy to do that. And the cool thing is like we're still in that period with TikTok where we see that organically you don't have to spend money to grow on the platform. You don't have to spend money at all to grow on the platform. You can absolutely grow organically. And the cool thing about TikTok, as you mentioned, it's literally like everyone says, oh, I wish I got on Instagram five years ago. I wish I got on Facebook 10 years ago. TikTok right now literally is Instagram like five or six years ago when people were not taking it seriously. So now you have an oper- one of the One of the other objections I get a lot is um, TikTok's just for kids. Do you know how many parents or how many clients I have that are you know, not children that are on TikTok a lot. So believe me when I say TikTok is not just for kids. You shunned, you shunned Facebook and Instagram when it first came out because you said it was just for kids five or 10 years ago. And now everybody's on it. You're too late. So now you have an opportunity to get on this platform that's doing so well and so many people are on. And now your excuse is it's for kids. You already made that mistake five or 10 years ago. Stop making the same mistake. Get on the platform and start using it. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I think that's a perfect way to end the show there. Just let's <laughs> hype up the audience. Get on there. The time is now. Um, Christian, where can everybody follow you? Where can they find that course that you're putting out? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, so best way to get in touch with me is you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram. If you just search my hand, it's literally just my name at Christian Martuzo at Christian Martuzo on pretty much every single platform. So just search search me up on TikTok and Instagram. You can see exactly what I'm, you know, what what I'm doing on both those platforms. Uh, the course is not 100%. Actually, it's pretty much done, but just putting the final final touches on it. If you are interested in signing up or you know, registering for this course, then you can always send me a DM on, you know, any of those courses or send me a message. Uh, Just follow me on those platforms, connect with me. If you ever want to, you know, send a referral my way to the GTA or Toronto, I'm always happy to help them out. If you want to register for the course, I'm happy to get you registered for that as well. So follow me, happy to connect and happy to chat with you more on those things at Christian Martuzo on all the platforms. Perfect. We'll be sure to include that in the show notes as well. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll find it in the description. I highly, highly recommend that you go and you follow Christian Mortuzo because he puts out some great content and I'm totally biased because we help him come up with those (laughs) ideas. But Christian, thank you so much for giving us your valuable time on the Nimble Agent podcast. We really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Excited to, uh, well, I was excited, very excited to be on here. All right. Thanks so much, guys. We'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Nimble Agent podcast. Make sure to follow up on Instagram and TikTok at the Nimble Agent. If you'd like to learn more about the services we offer, you can visit our website, www.thenimbleagent.com. Be sure to tune in next week. As always, stay Nimble Agent.